Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. We are sponsored by Whoop. If you want to measure your recovery, you can get a discount by going to join.whoop.com slash TNT. If you're watching the CrossFit Games right now, you're probably seeing all the athletes wearing the Whoop strap. It's a great way to incentivize stretching, good eating habits, more sleep, and pushing hard in workouts. Couple of events and reminders for you. We are doing the swim workouts on Fridays at 6 p.m. We're gonna keep doing these until the pool closes. So 6 p.m. on Fridays, this is a free class. Newtown does charge you five bucks to get it if you're a guest, but it's a fun time. You don't have to be a pro swimmer to do this. Make sure you stop by one of these because it's a lot of fun. We're doing a watch party. If you listen to the podcast early, good for you. Thank you. We're doing it tomorrow, July 31st. That is Saturday at 4 p.m. We're going to meet up at Pat Events. We got a section booked out for us. We got a TV ready to go. So maybe you care about the CrossFit Games. Maybe you don't care about it. This is just a fun hangout time with your gym buddies. We're also ordering some cycling jerseys. So if you're into cycling, if that's something that you wear, uh, click on the link on Instagram or let me know at the gym. We have a sample at the gym cycling jerseys. Get those orders in couple of programming notes for you on monday august 2nd we are doing our newest monthly benchmark we're gonna try and get as many people as possible to do this one so that we can repeat it a year from now and see progress i've put out a few hints already about uh, running and it is going to be runner this test is called the cooper test this is not the crossfit workout cooper this is a different test i'm gonna read off of wikipedia right here the Cooper test is a test of physical fitness. It was designed by Kenneth H. Cooper in 1968. This has been around forever. It's used in exercise science with professional teams. There's tons of data points on this test. So we've got some cool charts that you can look at based on your age, your gender, what's a average score, what's a good score, what's an excellent score. So this is a fun test to branch out a little bit Not your standard workout, but something a little bit different. It's 12 minutes, and you try and cover as much ground as possible. So 12 minutes, you can walk, you can jog, you can run. The goal is to get as far as possible in 12 minutes. So that is the Cooper test, the benchmark for August. Today's daily topic is how to lose 29 pounds. Why would I pick 29 pounds and why are we trying to lose 29 pounds? I saw an article saying that about 40% of adults in the US put on an average of 29 pounds during the pandemic. So maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you've been able to maintain or even lose weight. I've seen a bunch of people do that too. But maybe you know someone that is looking to start working out or to join a gym or just take control of their lifestyle habits in general. Maybe share this with them. You can shoot it with the email link, share the podcast. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's everywhere. So today we're going to talk about how to lose 29 pounds. Maybe you're an exercise pro, but today I'm going to talk like I'm talking to a new beginner, someone that's coming up with uh, problems and excuses, and I'm gonna try and give you a couple answers, couple tips, couple of pointers. When you see someone doing something well, you just assume that it comes easily to that person or that they've always been good at what they're doing, but sometimes you forget that everybody had a day one at the gym. 
it doesn't matter if it's uh, Phil Heath or Arnold Schwarzenegger or if you're Lance Armstrong on a bike everybody has a day one they start off from square one and then get better from there you might think that about someone that uh, lifts a ton of weight like Courtney but she didn't start weightlifting until fairly recently only a couple years ago if you look at me maybe you think oh he's got a master's degree in human performance he owns a gym he's always been in the gym that's just what he does but there was a day one for me when I went to a gym I got signed up to start lifting weights I was 13 I got a tour of how to use the machines and I was super nervous about showing up to the gym not looking like I knew what I was doing but just remember that when you show up to the gym maybe it's not TNT maybe it's somewhere else everybody else had a day one that is where you have to start and then from there you just got to keep showing up and get a little bit better over time sometimes when i'm talking to a new prospect they almost make it seem like they're worried about being a burden for the coach just because they're a new beginner we like new beginners we are professionals at working with new beginners we don't have any physical requirements that you need to be able to do to come to the gym we are here to help you and we are good at helping you and if you stay on the sidelines because you tell yourself a story that oh everyone at the gym is super in shape i'm not good enough to show up and be a part of the things that they're doing there that is just a um, excuse for you to keep doing what you're doing stay on the sidelines and that's how you end up gaining 29 pounds another excuse i've heard before is from someone that watched the crossfit games on cbs sports they saw the professional athletes and said wow that's crazy that is not for me i can't do that that excuse doesn't hold up either that is the same as watching formula one on tv and saying i can't get in the car and drive it's the same as watching gordon ramsay cook a mean beef wellington on tv and then saying i can't cook up some noodles for myself i can watch tiger woods play on the pga tour and do great things and then I can go out on a local club and hack it up and still have a great time as well. You gotta be able to separate the sport from what we do at the gym. We can celebrate the phenomenal athletes, but what they do and what you do at the gym are two completely different things as far as weights and complexity, but we're all gonna practice being better at squatting, at hinging, at running, at carrying, all the things that we need to do to make sure that we have the fitness that we need now that we've gone through a few common excuses we're gonna look at a couple of things that a person that put on 29 pounds during the last year probably messed up at home one super important thing that we're gonna start off with is sleep you can go back on this podcast and look at a bunch of different sleep episodes so I'm gonna run through this super quick the bedroom should be as dark as possible not just kind of dark it should be pitch black if it's not that figure out a way to make it darker it should be cool and it should be separate of a TV or your phone you can have your phone in there if that's your alarm or something but don't scroll through your phone don't watch TV your bedroom should be as dark as possible it should be cool and you should take out the TV and phone if possible read before bed it's 10 times better than trying to scroll through a feed going through stuff that blue light is gonna keep you up and if you're doing most of these things but not all of them you're messing up big time you need to do all of these without proper sleep you're gonna put on fat quicker 
you're gonna have worse cravings, you're gonna get worse results from working out. So this is a triple, quadruple whammy. If someone put on 29 pounds, they most likely went through a good amount of liquid calories. Liquid calories should be limited as much as possible if you are looking to lose weight. Orange juice, trash. Smoothies, not great. Alcohol, obviously not great. Any of these things, if you're drinking milk, um, hopefully you're under 15 years old. If you're over that, then uh, not sure why you're drinking milk. This should be limited as much as possible. Here's the list of things that you can drink. You can drink water, you can drink black coffee, you can drink unsweet tea, and you can drink protein shakes. Not protein shakes with a bunch of carbs and fat in them, just protein shakes. That is the list you need to stick with, and if you put on weight during quarantine, I guarantee that you had many calories coming in uh, through liquid sources. Something that you need to focus on as well is eating out. The more you eat out, the worse it's gonna be for your results. I get that sometimes you have to eat out, I get that sometimes you need to go somewhere to eat, but overall, the more you eat out, the worse it's gonna be. The more you can cook and prepare food at home, the better it's gonna be. Especially if you sit down by the dinner table, stop eating in front of the TV, or in the drive-through, or in the car. Eating at home, 10 times better than eating out. If you can get that balance this way as much as possible towards eating at home, you are going to make much better progress. Someone can put on 29 pounds and still be deficient in some essential vitamins, minerals, micronutrients. One tip that is awesome for weight loss, this is something you've heard before, but this is something that you actually do daily, is to have one big salad. If you have one big salad every day, it's gonna be very filling, it's gonna be time consuming, you're gonna get tons of water, fiber, vitamins, minerals, start off with lettuce, start off with spinach, whatever you want it to be. Put some meat on top of that, maybe it's some hard boiled eggs, maybe it's some chicken, and then you can mix it up a little bit. Tomatoes, bell peppers, balsamic vinaigrette, you can make it a little bit more exciting. Maybe even sprinkle a little bit of almonds and grapes in there so make sure that it tastes good. It doesn't have to be a super boring salad. But if you have a big salad every day, that is gonna make it much easier to not just snack. It's gonna curb your hunger and it's gonna give you some solid nutrition. Super basic advice, but is it something that you actually do? Boredom snacking is something that happens to a ton of people. I do it myself too. You have an assignment or a chore that you need to do, but you don't feel like doing it, so you push it off and just kind of go and check to see what's in the fridge even though you're not really hungry. Try and limit this as much as possible. Plan out your meals. Make sure you go with five meals or three meals, whatever you like, but try and limit that senseless, I'm just gonna snack because I don't uh, feel like doing something or I'm a little bit bored, so I'm gonna preoccupy myself right now. It's very common for me to talk to a client that just started one or two months ago, they've been consistent, they've been doing three to four workouts a week at the gym, and now they say, I'm not seeing the weight move, I'm not seeing um, the measurement change at all, what's going wrong? And that's when I always ask them about sleep and what they eat. And people love to share what their breakfast is on a Monday. They love to share what their lunch is on a Wednesday, 
And that's great. It's great that you're having a healthy breakfast on Monday, that your lunch is great at work too. But what about Friday night? What about Saturday night? What about Sunday morning? It doesn't really matter how well you do Monday through Thursday if you just go completely wild on the weekends. People have super high highs and then super low lows. And the thing is, if you put on 29 pounds, you're not in a good spot. This is something that you're gonna have to fight a little bit. It's gonna take a little bit of time. And it can't be easily undone if you just go crazy on Friday. If you go crazy on Saturday, if it's alcohol, if it's french fries, if it's burgers and pizza, this is gonna run away from you fast. Don't mess up on the weekends completely. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy something every now and then too, but if you are standing still, you're not making progress, most likely it gets a little bit too loose on the weekends. Let's say you put on 29 pounds. How long is it gonna take you to lose 29 pounds? I've seen people come into the gym saying, I wanna lose 30 pounds in a month, what do I do? You're not gonna do anything. That's a terrible, terrible idea. It's not healthy, it's gonna backfire, it's not good at all. If you're losing one to two pounds per week, you're doing pretty awesome. I get that you feel like it's not fast enough, it's too slow, you wanna see faster progress, that's awesome but one to two pounds per week is gonna take you very, very far. If you do that for a month, if you do that for two months, let's say you even stall for a couple of weeks and nothing happens, you work with Lindy or Courtney, they help you pinpoint what you're missing and now you're breaking through again. This is gonna be slow and gradual. You're not gonna put on 29 pounds overnight and you're not gonna lose 29 pounds overnight. So make sure that you have realistic expectations on how long it should take. One to two pounds per week, you're doing pretty awesome. Even if it's a little bit slower than that, if you've been working on it for a while, that's fine. It automatically slows down a little bit. That's when you need to mix it up. But don't think that you're gonna do this in a month. You put on 29 pounds, you listen to the podcast, you get motivated to lose some weight, you go to the gym and talk to me. I see people come in all the time that are super excited to do a ton of progress. They want to work out five days a week nonstop. They want to do this. They want to do that. You're going to burn out. You need to slowly ease your way into it. There's nothing wrong with starting off working out two days a week. Two days a week, three days a week, you're fine. It doesn't have to be five days a week for two hours not eating anything. You need to gradually ease your way into it. I would much rather have a new client come in saying, I just wanna start off easy, I wanna take my time, I wanna work out two days a week. This person, I'm gonna have them be a client for a long time, I'm gonna see them again. If I see someone comes in that wants to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, if they wanna come in five days a week and they're a new beginner, I am much more worried for this person that they're gonna fizzle out and not show up consistently. You see this stat all the time about people who win the lottery and then a couple years later, there's nothing left and their life is worse than it was before. This is because they didn't have the habits established to get to that point in the first place. Let's say we have a person that weighs 100 pounds more than they want to. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to grocery shop. They don't know how to set an alarm, pack the workout clothes, and show up at the gym every day. 
if they just magically wake up the next day and they are in great shape. They've lost 100 pounds overnight and they wake up looking and feeling exactly like they want to. That wouldn't last very long at all. They haven't acquired the taste for water, for eating broccoli, for going to bed on time, for getting up early, for showing up to the gym when you don't feel like showing up to the gym. These are things that you build slowly over time with consistency. A lot of times when beginners want to get into shape, they get some home exercise equipment. Whenever I talk to someone that say they work out at home consistently, I always give them a ton of props because this is very challenging to do. I'm a fitness fanatic. I have a whole gym in the basement. I maybe use that once a week, maybe. Working out at home, it's pretty difficult because of the distractions. I got my TV, I got my fridge, I got my phone, laptop, I got chores that need to get done. Finding time to work out and staying tuned in to that workout at home is very, very difficult. Especially when you're a new beginner. When you're a new beginner, now you have the perfect chance to start off with some good habits. You need a coach to tell you how to squat. You need a coach to guide you how to deadlift properly. That is going to make it 10 times easier to progress because you don't have to stop your habits, go back down and wait, relearn what you need to do, make it become a habit, and then move forward again with the weight or the progression. Working out at home, super difficult. It's much easier to go to the gym, show up, and have someone tell you what to do. The last piece of advice I have for new beginners and for people that have been doing this a while is... What happens when your muscles are burning? Your legs are absolutely screaming at you from wobbles and biking. You're breathing super heavy from running and burpees and your heart is racing from doing thrusters. What is going on? Nothing is going on. The only thing that's happening is that you are getting better. This feels very dramatic sometimes, but the truth is You're at a gym, you're next to friends, you have a professional coach watching you, you're following a strength and conditioning program, no one's chasing you, no one's attacking you, no one's trying to strangle you. This feeling of exercising and pushing your limits, you're more sensitive to it when you first start off and then slowly you get more and more comfortable pushing yourself. I'm not giving you this uh, spiel to try and make you push 110%. I'm not telling you to suck it up buttercup. I'm just telling you there's always that point in a workout when you feel like you can fold, you can maintain, or you can push through. If you get close to that red line and you tell yourself, I'm gonna stand up tall, I'm gonna pull my shoulders back, I'm gonna control my breathing, and I'm gonna tell myself something positive. Tell yourself that you enjoy the feeling in that moment. That is gonna make it much easier to be consistent working out, to have it grow on you, to freak out less once it gets a little bit dicey. Just know that you're in a gym, you're safe. It might feel very dramatic at the time, but the truth is, it's not that dramatic. It's not great feeling, but you are getting better, and the more you can wrap your head around that it's not a dramatic event, you're not in any danger, you have this under control, you are going to see some great things happen.
The quote of the week is, It doesn't matter where you start, only that you begin. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm excited about the workouts we got coming up in August. I'll see you at the gym.